Hi, welcome to Clean Slate with Vicki and Joanna. Every day is a clean slate and a fresh start. Make today the day. Welcome everyone to another episode of Clean Slate with Vicki and Joanna. We have got, uh, we have had some great guests this week. We are following up with Michelle with Kim Kaiser, and she has been a name that has been bounced around the homeschooling community for decades, and that's where I first, oh, has it been decades? <laughs> maybe it's, maybe one and a half. Yeah, okay, one and a half decades, yeah. So about 15 years ago is when I first heard about her because of Classical Conversations, because our family, we had left small private Christian school because God called me to homeschool. And I first year homeschooling, we went with classical conversations. So it's such a close-knit community. You would hear about other directors. So you were kind of in the, you know, the next town over director, right? That's right. Yeah. How long were you with um, classical conversations? Let's see. I started in 2009. And then I left in 2016. Okay. Yeah. Did your, how, how far did you, did your kids all go through classical conversations? So when we started, my oldest was in fifth grade and he went all the way through. My second son went all the way through. And then after that, I put my kids in private school. Okay. And how many kiddos do you have? Seven. Oh my God, I am an underachiever with three. <laughs> but I, I I, contend that my second born is like having six or seven kids. Are all of yours like perfectly well-managed? Seven kids? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no comment. No comment. They're all blessings. <laughs> they are. Uh, now that they're adults, now they're my friends. Mm-hmm. And I. that's been the biggest surprise of my life. I love the adult stage right now. I didn't think I was going to like it very much, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. Oh, my I mean, goodness. yes, there are days I wish, oh, I could go back to the easy times when they were small. But having conversations with them and hanging out with them is is just fabulous. I love it. It, 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 it has been the biggest blessing to see the fruits of the labor. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I kept reminding myself, it takes a pecan tree 15 years to produce its first nut. And... <laughs> I now see, I see that we're there. You see all the nuts now. (laughs) We're all nutty at the Dean's. We're all nutty. But no, yeah. So I think it's a God thing that you and I connected. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where it all started, but I, I just was like, hey, come on our podcast. Well, it is interesting how it started, how it started a friend of my daughter's at LCA scored very well on the SAT. And so I asked, how did she do that? What did she do? She said, well, I think she had a tutor. So I texted her mom and she said, I was like, of course, because I knew your name and I'd heard about you. So I, I kept thinking, I need to text her. I need to call her. I need to find out, you know, what's up with the SAT tutoring and just then do it. Kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And then I saw, I think it was on Facebook that you were doing a webinar with with a gentleman yes yes that was brian king and Mm -hmm. we were talking about how how to unlock free college 
Yes. yes. And I saw that and I was like, ooh, I want to listen to that. That sounds really cool. I registered. And then when I looked at the date, I thought, ooh, oh. I can't do it. Did I send you? You did. You sent me the Okay, the link. The I was link. like, I, need to watch I didn't it. drop that ball, did I? But yeah. No, you sent it. Okay, good. But anyway, so when I noticed that, I thought, well, dang, now I'm not going to be able to, to listen to that. So I messaged you and just said, hey, I signed up. Can I still listen? And then the whole conversation started. Yeah, I was like, okay, if I send you a webinar link, you come on our podcast. And that worked out. (laughs) So no, I, and you, I I love what you said. You're like, well, what are we going to talk about? And I'm, and I think, because this is what was in my head is like, we all have something. We have something to share. We have something to talk about. And then you're like, well, I, I did write a book and I'm like, bingo that's it (laughs) and um so maybe talk about your journey over the last several months of you putting together your book well back in 2014 my husband died suddenly and that of course threw my whole life into a tailspin we were homeschooling at the time he was the primary breadwinner in the family so uh I found that I lost myself. I had no idea who I was or where I was going. Um, Homeschooling, all of a sudden, everything that I was good at before, that I liked doing, all of a sudden was, I didn't, it was, um, I didn't know how anymore. I felt like, you know, you said you had heard my name in the homeschooling circles for so long. Mm -hmm. And we would, people would joke with me, yeah, if you looked up homeschooling in the dictionary, you'd see your picture. Because I had been homeschooling for so long. I had helped other people start homeschooling. I had um, got the classical conversations group off the ground. But all of a sudden, I felt like I had no idea what I was doing. Right. It was weird. So anyway, I ended up putting the kids in private school. And then I opened a business, uh, Great Harvest Bread Company in Loganville. And looking back, I think that was my way of dealing with the grief and dealing with the identity crisis was I just need to be somebody else. So I'll be a business owner did that for five years and then um god told me it was time to sell so i sold and he was also telling me that he wanted me to write this book and i'm i'm an extrovert i do like to be around people but i'm also a very private person so it was really difficult to think about putting myself out there with this book and i knew it had to be about my journey with losing Rob and how I healed and found a way to find myself to find out who I really was and am so over the next over the past year and a half since I sold the bakery I have been compiling you know chapter ideas and stories in my journals actually I've been doing that for nine years since he died but over the last year and a half, it's been more concentrated that, okay, I've got it. I've got time now. I need to get this book written. And um, so, yeah, here I am. I'm almost done. I have a chapter and a half left to write, and then I need to go through the editing process, and then it'll be to publishing. Wonderful. Well, that editing process is a thing, it's isn't no it? It's no joke. Yeah. <laughs> and as yeah. soon and you've just going to have to just send it off what you know once you edit it because there's a thousand things that you will think of after the fact that you wish you added or you wish you changed or oh there's a misspelled word that nobody caught yeah so we did it and I used to make fun of people who wrote books and I will never do that again <laughs> God has a sense of humor. 
Right? Judge not, lest ye be judged. Yeah. (laughs) Amen. I'm learning. (laughs) So why don't you read the elevator pitch? Because you so eloquently put it together in, in such a way that it summarizes what your book's about. All right. So my book is called, How Is This Good, God? Discovering Joy and Hope in the Life You Didn't Expect or Want. It's about reconciling our faith in God with great grief and disappointment. I recount how the sudden and tragic loss of my husband started me on a journey to discover the truth of Romans 8.28. And, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. This book is about how grief and sorrow can coexist with joy, and although our faith can feel weak and shaky, in difficult seasons, God's goodness never changes or wanes. It is possible to discover joy and hope in the broken places. My desire is that this book brings hope to those walking in a life they didn't necessarily want or expect, and to encourage others to look to Jesus, the source of true joy and abundant life. I am already so excited to read that and probably do a Bible study Mm. with, I I can already tell it, that's a subject matter Mm. that so many people need to hear and, Mm -hmm. and to work through it. Yeah, I have, I'm starting a, a a book study at Church on Main, which is my church on Wednesday nights in January. It's a Ann Voskamp Mm -hmm. book. If you're familiar with her books, I do too. She, she writes like she's taking photographs. Mm -hmm. It's the, it'll drive you crazy if you're a grammar teacher and you're like too many fragments and it says, but once I realized she's a photographer, she's, she's writing as if she's taking these snapshots Mm -hmm. and, um, I can't wait to delve into your book because I do think that the greatest joys and the greatest triumphs of the human spirit is is through grief mm-hmm. sadly and yeah. but you can't get through this life without it no and you can't get to those epiphanies or those to that um understanding of that unless you go through the bad stuff which there's a question i ask in the book uh if I could be who I am now and know what I know and would I go back and change everything knowing what I've learned and who I've become? And honestly, I don't think I could because um, it's just been so beautiful to see how God has worked and who he is and the way I've been able to communicate with him and fellowship with him that I never could before, that I never did before. And I think it is, like you said, through those dark trials that we get to that place. Mm. And I think God uses us, those that have the ability to truly connect with Jesus Mm -hmm. so we can help others connect with Jesus that have had this terrible loss and not have a relationship with Christ. Right. And they're still walking that that dark, mm. lonely road. Yeah. That if you can be that connection, if you can be that link that somebody's missing uh, to get to Jesus, then, oh, wow. Because yeah. you know, you know you're going to see Rob again. Absolutely. And your yeah. kids will. Absolutely. And that's that's the most beautiful thing is that, 
God is so good. He, we're made for a relationship. We're made to uh, fellowship with one another. And even though this life is going to end, we are not going to end. Right. We are eternal. And I, I do believe out of his great love and grace that he's going to let us be reunited in, in our perfect bodies. Um, so that, that's so exciting to think about. Yes, yes. What would Rob, what do you, what do you think he thinks about you? Yeah, you know, when, when we first got married, we talked about owning our own business together, doing our own business, and he was in law school at the time. So when he got out, of course, he worked for a couple different lawyers, worked with his dad for a while, and then he went out on his own, and he, you know, had his own practice. And over the years, we still talked about that, having our own business. And we both had that kind of entrepreneurial spirit about us, and, you know, that was part of me starting Classical Conversations and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I think he would be really happy to, you know, know that I did it. I started a business, and... And now I've written this book, and, and I hope to start another business with um, publishing at some point um, as I self-publish my book and then learn more about it and maybe even help others publish. Vicki, we have a publisher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I was going to ask you, so if you say you're going to write a book, mm-hmm. it's very daunting just to even think about yes. the task itself because I feel like for the past few years, I have wanted to write a book about some things that I have going on. And we did write a book. It was more of a, it was a workbook. Right. So it was curriculum. kind of black and white. That didn't have a lot of, I don't know what the word is, feeling, emotion well, to add to it, it. Oh, absolutely. This is a, a, you know, writing curriculum versus your, you know, the Vicki Strine story is totally different. So I liked how you described how you kind of took all your thoughts and you threw it out there. So I don't know if you want to talk about how you did it because... I look at it and think, where do you start? How do you just put pen to paper? And when do you, how do you gather all that and get it started? Yes. So the reason it took me so long was because I was at that same place. I had no idea how to start, had no idea how to organize my thoughts. And I honestly didn't really have an idea of like a clear idea of what the book was going to be about. I knew it was going to have something to do with my grief, losing Rob, my faith, I just didn't know how it was all going to come together. So I follow an author, Havala Cunnington, and I had seen a couple of years ago she had a writing course. And then recently, well, back in August, I saw she did, was doing an author school. This was only her second school. And it was a live school, 16 weeks. And each week we had a live Zoom call. Then we had a live mastermind group. And we had homework. And just it was very motivating because every week I was on a call with a hundred other people just like me, you know, who were wanting to write a book, who, who love the Lord. And honestly, I think most of the people on there were writing a faith kind of based book. And I think about how I felt like an imposter, you know, like what, who am I to write a book? Who want, who cares what I have to say? Yeah. We know that feeling very yeah. well. Yeah. So I, I was like, this is, this is just stupid. I'm not an author, you know, whatever. But I found out they all thought the same thing. And not only that, but the, the um, Havala and her husband who led the course and the coaches that were on there, they believed in me before I could believe in myself, which I know sounds kind of crazy because they don't even know who I am. I was just one of the people in the class. But 
I truly got that from them. You know, they believed in all of us and they believed that we all have a story to tell and everybody's story is worth hearing. And so over the course of 16 weeks, I was like, you know what, they're right. I do have something to say and this could be something that could help someone. And at the very beginning of the course, she had us um, take our idea and create an avatar, the person we're gonna write our book to. The la last week, we had a publisher from, I'm trying to think of what publishing company he was with. Larry Sparks is his name. He's an author, but he works for this publishing company and he came on to give us tips about if we wanted to go the traditional publishing route. So he said that he does not like it when authors come in and they say, okay, who are you writing this book to? And they go, well, everyone. Everyone mm -hmm. and people that might be on different planets even. Like, this book is for everyone. He's like, no, 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 no. You need to be writing your book to one person. And what you're gonna find is your message will get out to a wide variety of people, but you need to focus. And if you don't focus, you can't get clear and concise on your message unless you know exactly who you're talking to. So that was the first step. So I created my avatar down to the what she looked like, you know, how old she was, if she was married, where does she like to shop, you know, very specific. And then once I had her in mind, okay, this is who I'm talking to, then they had us divide up our chapter, well, not even divide up our chapters, but just get a whiteboard with some sticky notes and start writing out everything that you idea you have, like a story that you had that you want to relate, Bible verse, just any and all ideas that you can think of and put them up on a whiteboard or we, I got the big white posty notes, you know, that you can stick up on the wall. And then once you get all that up there and she taught us how to color code them, like scripture would be this color, uh, stories would be this color, I'm trying to think, because there were three or four different colors. And then once we had all of that up there, then we needed to start moving them around and organizing them. And then that's when our chapters were gonna come in view. So that's what I did. And yeah, and from there, it was actually, it wasn't, it wasn't easy, I won't say that. But it from, just didn't feel as daunting. It didn't feel as daunting. And then I could take one at a time. And then I sat down and I wrote that chapter. And then I sat down. And Kurt Valentin, have y'all ever heard of him? Mm -mm. He's another author. He came and talked to us one, one week. And he even said when he writes books, he doesn't even write in order. Once he gets all his chapters down, he might write this chapter this week and this chapter this week and this chapter this week and then, you know, then organize them. And that I've kind of learned as I've written this book is I've been writing, trying to write my book in order, but now that I'm towards the end and I'm looking at him like, oh my goodness, this chapter actually needs to go at the end. This chapter needs to go at the beginning. Mm. And, you know, so I think to make the job seem less daunting and overwhelming, think about it in chunks like that. You know, if you have stories that you want to tell, write that story. If you have a topic you want to write about, write that topic. And then once you get in and you start collecting those, then you can put them all out and say, okay, now how is this going to flow? You know, where should my book start? You and know. I think that's where you get, I get hung up. Like, mm -hmm. where, where do you start? So... That right. makes sense. Just start just, anywhere. Just put your pencil on the paper and start writing whatever it is you're coming to mind. That's right. it. That's it. And I, I think so many of those techniques are the same type of things that I teach to students mm -hmm. when it comes to study skills. It's it's the use of color. It's the use of a, a blank space, mm -hmm. you know, like the whiteboard or 
you know, piece of cardboard and using those sticky notes that you can move around. And it's, that's, that's how the human brain likes to process things. It's very orderly. And the color in particular is, is, is how we learn. I think we, we learned some of those techniques in the homeschooling community as well Mm -hmm. is just, that's how you, that's how you do it. And, you know, just that free writing, brainstorming, just get it down pencil to paper or pen to paper. And it, it does. It starts to fall into place. Mm-hmm. And with a lot of prayer, I'm sure. Well, that was a huge part of it. I, of course, have been praying and asking the Lord to, you know, direct me and tell me what to write and show me what to write. And over the past 16 weeks that I've been writing the book, I have had moments of inspiration where he just downloaded an entire thought or mm. and uh one day this happened and i ran home and i wrote it all down but i had no idea like where is this going to go i know it's going to go in the book i have no idea and as i was writing i got to a certain chapter and i was like well there it is it goes right here it was so cool that's awesome that's, have yeah. your kids read any of the book they have not not yet yeah i asked them the other day i said hey are y'all gonna read my book i don't know that's <laughs> I don't think any of our kids have ever listened to any of our podcasts. So, <laughs> But the book is for them. Yeah. Honestly, truly, if nobody else reads the book, if it's just my kids, then it was worth doing. We, we feel that way about this podcast. We feel even our silly little curriculum over there. It's we have left our mark we mm-hmm. we have it's part of our legacy when vicky and i are long gone our grandchildren can hear our voices and and hear our inflection and we have cried we have laughed we have um <laughs> we we have just done it all on this thing and it's it's who we are and just like with you in this book it's it's who you are. It's who you've become with the help of Christ. And and uh, you're going to end up touching countless other people in, in total, complete strangers who, by the grace of God, will pick up your book wherever that might be. And it's going to speak to them. It's going to be the avatar that you had envisioned. Right. Well, and think about it. Words are so powerful. You know, the pen is mightier than the sword, right? Mm-hmm. We've heard that all our lives. But God created the world with words. And his word lives on through the Bible. Think of, you know, all that has gone, transpired, and we still have that book. Right. The Bible. Books are, um, they're foundational. They they make a difference. And yeah, to be able to leave behind a book yeah. That's that's huge. It is. Again, even if it doesn't make the New York Times bestseller list and even if it doesn't go out of Loganville, Georgia. Right. You know, it's it's like you said it's a part of me and it's going to live on and it's going to be passed down. Right. And that that's a that's a really cool thought. It is. It is. It's I I think it's the same reason why maybe actors um you know, once you're recorded on screen, it's it's kind of in in history. Mm-hmm or sports or anything i mean and we have been blessed with the ability to record or to document or you know since the printing press we now have Mm -hmm. are able to do this or i mean and 
and photographs. I mean, we've got this ability to capture and stop time in, in this, this moment in history where we are all born at this precise time and we are here for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's what's been a glorious thing that I feel like I've just discovered about myself is all of all of the things, all of the heartache, all of the the joys, all the triumphs, they they have all developed who we are as people. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the book that you write is just a way to, you know, leave that that point in history. And your kids and grandkids and your great grandchildren, mm-hmm. they'll all be able to to understand and grow and because Christ lives on mm-hmm. long after we are no longer here and it's funny that we're still and to have you know Michelle on with the Armory Bookstore right. to be able to we're still talking about a Bible written all those years ago mm-hmm. about a man who died on a cross to save us mm-hmm. 2,000 years ago and he's still very much a part of our lives just as he was in those days and it's it's just so beautiful to see how he's using all of us to grow his kingdom to enrich the lives of people that are hurting and and just and just be a just a part of this this fellowship of of other Christians that we just that iron sharpens iron mentality of we're all just here for one another mm-hmm. and and to glean something from each other because we all we all have these gifts and purpose and I think we're all just a piece of the puzzle that's coming together in for his glory yeah well and just <laughs> like you said everybody has a story I believe everybody has a book amen yeah and you don't have to be a great writer no and get a ghostwriter. <laughs> you could. You could do you that. Could. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you, somebody records your story and somebody else writes it. But what is a great writer? You know, Charles Dickens couldn't get his works, his books published. Did you know that? Well, well and I can see why. <laughs> it can take him 50 pages to describe a street corner. It, <laughs> I tried. I tried. Me and Charles... He, so many people love him. He was a lot of work for me. Yeah. He's my, a AD, my ADD mind. I'm like, can we get to the point, right. Chuck? But, some, <laughs> but see, and that's just it. Some people love, like, I love that. I know. To me, that's, I love watching or having a picture painted with words. I do too, actually. And the, just the language. Yes. Um, but even who, uh, what's her name? J.K. Rowling. Yes. Uh, what what is her book? Yeah, the um, it's all of the Harry Potters. Harry Potter. That's yeah. Um, I got my I got my mind on Tolkien, The Hobbit. That's okay. They're they're very similar. I know. And all these initials. I'm know. like, come on. What's your name? Just tell us your name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mine's gonna be Kale Kaiser. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, so I have a just like technical questions about the book. Do you like yourself publishing? Is that what you decided? Mm-hmm. And you're going to do it through Kindle Direct. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that is something else I wanted to say. Everyone has a book in them, for sure. 
And now more than ever, it's so easy to publish a book. You know, it used to be you had to get an agent and then, you know, find a publishing company. Anyone and everyone, I could, if my book was done today, I could have it published and ready to buy tomorrow. That's what that book was. Okay. Kindle Direct, right? Yep. Yep. Kindle Direct Publishing. Yep. Yeah. And so it's printed and you can update it anytime. It's yes. very easy to do. Mm-hmm. And you can easily put whatever you like out there. So you're going to do that. Did you already design a cover? Have you done all that stuff? I have not. That's my next step. I need to design a cover. Um, but I did create my own publishing company. It's called Mosaic Publishing okay. Company. And I'm going to publish it through that. So oh, perfect. Instead of publishing it individually, my business will publish it. Nice. If that makes sense. Yes. And hopefully one day I can grow it to where I can publish other people's books. And I do plan to write more books. So I will publish them through that as well. And I call it Mosaic. Originally, my title was going to be From a Shattered Life to a Beautiful Mosaic. Mm. Because when my husband died, that was the image that I had. Was I felt like I had dropped my life and it had shattered in a million pieces. And I had no idea how I was going to pick them all up. And in the beginning, I thought that's what I was going to have to do. I was going to have to get them all picked up and put back together. But what I realized was that God was going to put them back together. And it wasn't going to look exactly like it did, but it was still going to be beautiful, mm. like a mosaic. Yep. So that's how I picked the title Mosaic Publishing. It's a beautiful, a beautiful imagery. That's an A-plus from a writing teacher. Oh, thank you. That is... When I pitched that title to different people, they liked it, but they said it won't really tell that much about what your book's about right you know and I get that a shattered life to a beautiful mosaic because I wanted to you know it was more about the goodness of God and how he brings beauty from ashes that one's been that one's in the bible that one's yes. really good yes um so that's what it was about so I wanted that's why I picked how is this good God I love it yeah, I love I it I love it and I know so many people who have suffered loss that I already know will benefit from it. Because, yeah. I mean, you've already demonstrated just with the few things you've said. I just cannot wait to read it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. Thank I'm excited. you. Will you autograph a copy for us? I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. You're going to be stopped in the street. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, okay. <laughs> That's not. Oh, but no, that's that's so exciting. We're we're so excited for you. Thank you. And I I hope, um, you know, it's it's going to be the those messages that you're going to get about what it's done for other people. That is going to be. You can't put a price tag on that. You really can't. And that reminds me, Havila Cunnington, the one who did the author school, she told a story about her book called Stronger Than the Struggle. She got a letter from a woman. It was at one of her conferences she was speaking at. A woman came up to her and handed her an envelope and said, here, I want you to have this, and just left. And when she got somewhere where she could read it, it was a three or four page handwritten letter, front and back, from a gentleman who was in prison. And it turns out this gentleman was that woman's uh, daughter, was the gentleman. She was the daughter of the gentleman in prison. That wrote the letter. Yeah. And he, he said the, when the book cart came through, he found her book, Stronger Than the Struggle, and he picked it up, and he said it was one of the few books that 
had still had a cover on it and wasn't all torn up and all of that. And she, she joked that, um, she joked that's because no one else wanted to read it. (laughs) (laughs) It looked intact. It was still in good condition. (laughs) So he picked it up and he read it and he read it again and he read it again. And he called, he called his wife and told her to get it and all of his girls and he said it changed his life. He said it just, it spoke to him, it gave him hope, and it strengthened his faith, and it strengthened the faith of his whole family, and it was just, it was so overwhelming from a cart in a prison that her book somehow made it to. And I think about that, and I, that inspired me so much to think, yeah, I mean, Okay, so it may just end up on a cart somewhere, but that one person that picks it up, it may make a huge difference in their life. Exactly. Because uh, one thing that Vicki and I, we went to um, uh, mom's meeting every, every Monday morning. We have a little church Bible study, and it was talking about how with God, there are no coincidences. Mm. It's very intentional. And it's like, if you're obedient and you're doing what God has called you to do, that's all he's asking of you. Let him take it over from there and let it fall into the, the, the hands of the people that need to see it. Yeah. And Amen. that's, that's what's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. Well, I could talk to you all day. I can tell. Um, but we're so thankful that you took time out of your schedule in book writing. Um, and when you've got it in hand, I'd love for you to come back because I'm sure as you get in through the editing phase and and just trying to figure out right before it goes to publishing or even after publishing, because I'd love to, next time you come, you know, have it in hand. Okay. Um, or just let us know when it publishes, and we will get it in it hand. You will get it in hand, <laughs> and then you can come back and sign it. <laughs> okay, that sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, this has been delightful. You you were everything that I knew you would be Aww. as a guest. So, I hope um, that's a good thing. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. It's a beautiful thing. I'm so thankful that you're here. Thank you. All right. Have Thank a great you. one. Sometimes we succeed in life. Sometimes we fail. But every day is a clean slate and a fresh opportunity. Make today the day.